Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 29th of February, a leap year, Pierre. That's right. We don't really have that many uh, shows on the 29th of February. That's right. That's there, right. There you go. There I'm, you go. I'm Giselle uh, and Pierre is also joining me in the <laughs> studio and we are from Australia Asia Worker Links that brings you Asia Pacific Currents every Saturday morning. On your favourite program, uh, radio program, 3CR Radio and very quickly because we do have a packed show, Giselle. Um, those contact details for AWL. That's right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. You can email us at aawl at aawl.org.au and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. So find us on those social media platforms. And today's interview, which uh, is going to be a, a touch right. long, but there's a bit... lots, lots to talk about. That's right. So we we know that a couple of weeks ago we brought you news and information about the riots in, well, New Delhi in particular, but right across India in relation to the citizenship laws that have been implemented there and um, the National Register as well. So those two laws came in together. Um, These these rights have actually uh, escalated into, um, well, probably what we're going to see as anti-Muslim pogroms very soon. So um, mosques have been burnt down. I think the current uh, um, fatalities are at 26 um, and uh, quite a serious... 33. <laughs> Thanks, oh, 38, Pierre. 38, actually. Sorry. A, a serious and desperate situation in India. So um, we'll, we, we're bringing you an update on that uh, later in the program. That's right. And so we'll go straight to our news item. And of course, thanks to um, Solidarity Breakfast for another interesting program just before us. And the music that we did cut off was Ruby Hunter. So go for it, Giselle. Uh, we're going to start in Pakistan last weekend. Another shocking incident occurred in, pa- in the Pakistan mining sector when a rock face at a quarry mine collapsed lapsed in the Bambuka area of Buna. Um, the landslide buried scores of workers. The latest report put the death toll at 10, at least 30 injured and some critically injured. The mining industry in Pakistan is an extremely dangerous sector for workers with deadly incidents happening throughout the country. The death toll is an indication of the savage exploitation that workers face and the continued repression against any independent union organising. 
terrible news there. We're going out to Hong Kong, uh, slightly more hopeful. Um, while the spread of the new virus, COVID-19, has caused panic around the world, in Hong Kong it has become a catalyst for an un- unprecedented five-day strike by the Hospital Authority Employees Alliance. The um, main demands were around overcrowding, patient-to-staff uh, ratios, not enough protective equipment and workload issues. The um, uh, Hospital Authority Employees um, Alliance has seen its membership surge in the last year in conjunction with the mass protests that rocked Hong Kong in 2019. This increased in this increase in unionization has been a widespread phenomenon with hundreds new union being formed in Hong Kong. In Thailand earlier this week, the Thai Constitutional Court disbanded the main opposition party, the Future Forward Party, on the grounds of an alleged illegal loan from its founder, uh, <laughs> thanks for your hand, Tanathorn uh, Jungrun Gruangit. That's probably why most Thai people actually have nicknames. Like, <laughs> I have a nickname, so there you go. The move led to protests erupting all over the country, calling for the party to be reinstated. Some of the protests went as far as calling for the government, headed by the ex-general Prayat Chana Cha, to step down. Given Thailand's history and repressive internal security laws, such as the Computer Crimes Act and the Les Majeste Law, the next few weeks will be crucial in determining whether the protest movement will be able to make progress against the government. And um, we go to the other side of Asia, to Palestine, where uh, I made another bout of military exchanges between militants in Gaza and the Israeli army this week that left a number of Palestinians dead and injured. Palestinians are increasingly reviewing their strategies and their options. With the recently declared uh, United States deal of the century being just another opportunity for Israel to steal Palestinian lands, Activists are seriously reconsidering their strategies and whether the goal of a two-state solution is a, is a feasible option anymore. Um, meanwhile, Israel keeps re- routinely incarcerating and detaining Palestinian leaders like Khalida Jarrah in order to terrorise and stifle political and organisational debates within the Palestinian movement. And in South Korea, workers have been fighting for decades against, or at least a decade, against Samsung Corporation, especially its electronics arm, to win better conditions, especially around health and safety. Many workers have continued to die from incidents at work or from contracting diseases from exposure to toxic chemicals. Recently, A highly publicised agreement between Samsung and the workers' rights group Sharps had raised hopes among workers for a better and safer future. Unfortunately, a number of recent events have showed that Samsung is once again positioning to avoid its obligations to provide for worker safety and corporate governance in the name of higher profits. Quite a disgraceful company, Samsung. It is, it is. Um, we go now for our last item to into Kazakhstan, where the international campaign to free Erlan Baltabai, a leader of the Independent Oil and Energy Workers' Union in Kazakhstan, from jail has continued into the new year. Baltabai was originally sentenced to seven years in jail for his organising of workers in the oil sector. But after much solidarity, um, he, um, actions. his seven-year sentence was commuted to a fine in August of last year. 
Nevertheless, late last year, he was again jailed for the non-payment of this fine. Unions all around the world are calling for an end to this um, to the criminal cases against him and his immediate release from jail. That uh, ends our news uh, roundup for the for today's show. We'll go to a committee announcement, and then we'll be back um, with the interview on the uh, killings in India. Three CR. Always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. It's um, just uh, on uh, nine past nine o'clock here on 3CR Radio. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. Coming up next is a conversation I had with Shivani Kool from Bigur Mastur Dasta, a workers' organising group in uh, in New Delhi in India. We had a discussion about the current riots in opposition to the citizenship laws that were passed in India in December last year. As all of us know, the protests against Citizenship Amendment Act and National Register of Citizenship, that is NRC, and National Population Register, that is NPR, has been going on throughout the country for more than past two months. And especially in Delhi, women, children, youth, they uh, have been staying put at more than 21 demonstration sites uh, across Delhi. So on 23rd of this month, 23rd February, in a very well-planned and meticulously uh, operated fashion, uh, violence was unleashed by RSS, the Rashtriya Swayam Sevak goons and the uh, fascist party, the BJP, uh, on the peaceful protesters uh, in one of the areas where the protests uh, had been going on for a long time, uh, Jafrabad, Silampur. And... Uh, In the aftermath of that state-abetted, state-sponsored violence against the peaceful protesters, then, you know, uh, in all places, especially in northeast Delhi, uh, communal riots started happening. And uh, as of now, as per the official records, more than 39 people have lost their lives. More than 200 people are injured and these are official figures and we should take all these figures with a pinch of salt because they always underplay and, you know, uh, don't give the exact numbers. So uh, uh, right now, particularly in Northeast Delhi, situation is very tense and throughout these, uh, you know, incidents of violence, uh, the role of Delhi police has uh, you know, come into question because they have stood there as mute spectators, not intervening because they had no such orders from Home Ministry, which is uh, being taken care of by Amit Shah, who is a well-known fascist figure in India. So um, post-February 23rd and past three, four days, uh, 
things have been terrible since uh, yesterday uh, there are um, uh, you know less such accounts but prior to that uh, most of the cases of violence were uh, gruesome and uh, there has been targeted attack on muslim neighborhoods uh, properties owned by uh, muslims and when these clashes happened uh, there was all sort of uh, destruction many common hindu folks also lost lives and uh, things have been pretty bad since then yeah in the um, press, there are comparisons between what is happening in Delhi at the moment and uh, 1984, so the, the anti-Sikh programs. But one thing that they're not talking about is 2002, which was the anti-Muslim po- um, programs in uh, Gujarat. Uh, and I, I am curious about why one kind of comparison is made and not the other because we know the uh, current leader of India, Modi, was implicated in the Gujarat massacre itself. Yes, I I totally agree with your observation. Uh, First of all, uh, the scale of planning and the, uh, you know, scale of predeterminedness of these attacks is concerned it should probably draw comparisons with the 2002 uh, communal program uh, against muslims in gujarat it doesn't uh, mean that whatever happened in 1984 uh, uh, stands justified because that was targeted against uh, attack against sikhs but i believe that the kind of fascist uh, uh, planning that has gone into the current uh, attacks should draw comparisons with the 2002 uh, Gujarat uh, genocide that happened because that is the more uh, relatable, uh, you know, comparison that can be brought to the table. And uh, we must not forget that whatever happened in 1984 was not a fascist attack. Congress leaders were active, state was implicated, that is all true. But right now what we are witnessing in Delhi is uh, uh, an attack uh, spearheaded by fascist forces in this country. It's a it's a typical fascist attack on minorities, on this figure of other that they have been, you know, conjuring up for such a long period of time. And mobs have been unleashed, uh, which I don't believe are from any particular religion because the Hindutva fascists, they are not even true to what they say. So for them, uh, Hindutva uh, communalism and Hindutva fascism is an ideology. And I believe that what has happened right now in Delhi should precisely, as you pointed out, draw comparisons with what happened in Gujarat in which Narendra Modi and his uh, government uh, stood implicated and uh, uh, the same thing is happening in Delhi since 23rd of February. I think uh, people will ask the question in relation to the planning and the nature of fascism. I mean, the immediate comparison will be to Nazi Germany and the fact that that was mechanised and industrialised genocide. And that isn't quite what we are seeing in India. So how do you make, how, how do you explain and I guess justify 
the label of um, systematic and planned genocide uh, under a fascist ideology for what is happening in New Delhi right now? Look, uh, what BJP and RSS have been planning for a long time was uh, in the aftermath of uh, anti-CA NRC protests was to... uh, at a very opportune movement, uh, moment, unleash their forces on ground. And uh, their preparation all along was, and it should not be subtracted uh, uh, from the fact that their preparation was for a large-scale genocide. But I believe that uh, in that sense, uh, they have also miscalculated uh, some of their moves because this anti-CA and NRC protest that has been happening gained momentum among non-Muslim masses also. And a sizable section of non-Muslim masses from other religious beliefs and faiths also believe that if, you know, NRC, National Register of Citizenship, is amended, uh, is implemented, then even they will be uh, facing the brunt of such policies. So I think their preparation was, you know, to launch a mass genocide and we should be prepared for any such eventuality but i believe they also miscalculated on some plane and many reports have come up where uh, hindus and muslims have fought together and driven off these fascist mobs from their neighborhoods and in that sense uh, they're planning in 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 uh, terms of uh, having these detention centers when ca is Uh, you know, implemented or when NRC is put into practice, they are planning for a large-scale detention centers, which will be more or less akin to what we saw in, uh, you know, 1930s Germany, the concentration camps. How far they will succeed uh, also depends on how revolutionary forces, uh, you know, uh, fight back and they counter the assault being launched right now. But their preparation has been all along for launching a genocide. Uh, But in in certain respects, they have also uh, uh, miscalculated and their attempts have also backfired because in current situation, uh, which is unfolding in Delhi, spontaneously people have fought back uh, these goons on ground. So uh, I believe that uh, all along we have also uh, been not you know, been touched with the reality that their propaganda has been countered on ground also. So, uh, 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 the violence that has been unleashed, uh, it reeks of what happened in 2002, but I think it will take more preparation on their part also, and because they have been failing on every other front. So, their, you know, single propaganda against Muslims is also not finding favor. Even with their constituencies. They have failed on the front of employment, all other economic parameters this government has miserably failed. And there is a latent anger among the masses uh, against all other policies of the government. So every time you are raising the bogey of, you know, Muslim as a figure who is uh, taking away your employment or who is, you know, after your wives or daughters, it won't find favor with the people who are in touch with the reality, who know from their lives that, you know, the government policies in past six years have actually uh, caused a lot of misery, a lot of pain, 
uh, and all the problems that they are facing in their right, lives right now uh, it's it's part of entire uh, propaganda that this party has been doing all along so i believe that the fascists in india right now they are also not so much in touch with the reality so uh, uh maybe they will sit back and take stock of the situation but i think uh the masses uh, the uh, specifically the working masses the lower middle classes of this country they also are you know getting to know the reality of the policies of uh, fascist bjp government for the past Well, we understand that that BJP government is actually very, very popular and so too is Modi. I mean, this is not uncommon in uh, political environments where we see the rise of ultra-right and uh, fascist forces in much the way that you've described. Uh, but I, I, And you've touched on this in um, the last part of your discussion where you were talking about the masses and some of the revolutionary forces and so on. But we know that the job of fascism is to break once and for all the power and the, the strength and, and the spine of the workers' movement uh, in order to usher in uh, what is the 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 death decay of capitalism to save it in its final hour. If any of the history books are true in what they say about fascism, what is that economic situation in India and what is the state of the organised workers' movement that this fascism is seeking to break? Uh i totally agree with uh, your analysis but uh, i i just want to add certain things to it first of all it's true that uh, bjp government uh, and narendra modi for that matter enjoyed some sort of popularity for some time and uh, a sizable section among the working masses also believed that maybe a strong figure like you know narendra modi or a government like bjp uh, can turn things around because uh, the lack of political consciousness among the masses in uh, particularly in a country like india is glaring but uh, over a period of time this narrative has been challenged to some extent the revolutionary forces present right now in india uh, are responsible for changing that narrative but i believe that uh, to an extent the way in which the policies of this government uh, unfolded for example on economic front the uh, state of employment right now in india is terrible uh, in past 50 years uh, the unemployment rate has been at its highest 7.5% and that is according to the official government figures if government is saying 7.5% definitely it will be more than 12 to 13% most of the uh, public institutions uh, built on the people's resources are uh, being privatized in a very systematic function, uh, fashion so the railways uh, has been given to uh, private players the tele- the government owned telecom sector is being given to the uh, private players uh, lic the life insurance corporation the national insurance corporation of india owned by uh, having a major stake uh, by government of india it's been given to uh, corporates 
so all these things are also unfolding at the same time when bjp is also trying to build this build its fascist narrative now uh, people also know from their lives and from their experiences that whatever promises this government has made uh, for the six past six years not a single one of those promises have been fulfilled so the you know a promise of giving 2 crore jobs in a year promise of uh, economic prosperity and all such things they have proven totally you know uh, uh, groundless so i believe that uh, this narrative of pm modi or fascist bjp being unchallenged uh, is now being questioned so uh, the mainstream media does not tell us all these things and whatever news even people in other parts of the world are receiving will be through these uh, media outlets but believe me this narrative is getting challenged for example uh, our organization for uh, past 15 days has been organizing a foot march across delhi so we have covered more than 250 kilometers on foot we have addressed more than 150 public meetings and we are going across uh, working class neighborhoods and you know uh, neighborhoods where hindu muslim population are living together neighborhoods where lower middle class people are living and we have been receiving tremendous response and all these policies of uh, bjp government and specifically what they are doing with ca nrc npr uh we are taking uh, the message among the masses and we are getting a tremendous response so i believe that this narrative is also getting challenged it should not be seen as if that you know the uh, fascist propaganda is not getting challenged it is they have tried to uh, break the back of working class movement and by you know getting these labor laws reformed by making unionization almost impossible they have tried to do all such things but uh, there has been uh, uh, you know fight back uh, by working class forces also so i believe that right now uh, it's not a single narrative that is dominant in india there are other things that are you know uh, getting as no i won't say getting Uh, as much exposure as the mainstream narrative but uh, the challenge is being posed this is irene bolger former secretary of the nurses federation in victoria throughout the nurses dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998 3cr was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting, and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. 
It's 27 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. That interview was with Shivani Kul of Bigul Mazdur Dasta, a workers' rights union organisation based in New Delhi in India, speaking about the um, anti-citizenship laws riots that are happening there at the moment. Uh, That does bring us to the end of the program. I did want to quickly announce that Australia Asia WorkerLinks has a public meeting on Tuesday the 3rd of March to actually start discussing uh, what a possible international workers' response could look like in relation to the growing threat of fascism at the moment, a real threat um, on the cusp of war as we are internationally. So a very, very necessary discussion to have. We intend to have international participants in that um, meeting. So if you're at all interested in um, participating, please get in touch with us and let us know. And that's really the end of the program. We've got Palestine, remember, just outside the door. So that's great. So um, we'll be back next week with another program of uh, Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links here on your favourite community radio 3CR. But that's all from me, Pierre Morrow. And me, Giselle Hanna. Have a great day and uh, stay tuned to 3CR Radio.